welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 348, the podcast, Reading Kinky. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com With the coronavirus being active, please practice social distancing. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. On the line with me from lovely North Carolina is Messalina and Phoenix, the co-creators of the podcast Reading Kinky. How are you this evening? Great. Thank you. I'm doing well. Reading Kinky, that is an interesting thing. What is it? Reading Kinky is a, well, it started out as a book club, an in-person book club of ours for the local area. We are based in Raleigh. Um, And it started out as a monthly book club where we read titles that are adjacent or involved with uh, kink, BDSM, uh, polyamory, erotica, and other adjacent kind of topics, sex, relationships, etc. And then um, as things started becoming more advanced, uh, we got an idea from one of our regular attendees to start the podcast. So we did that. And now the podcast has supplanted our in-person meetings. Well, in in this time of uh, people staying in. It's incredibly convenient. (laughs) Yes. It is indeed. I noticed that you have 19 episodes out so far. Uh, How often are you publishing? We've tried a number of different formats, and right now uh, we're trying out a we're trying out a two um, episode per month format where we do two smaller episodes. One is book focused, and the other one is kind of general topics because people tend to enjoy us talking about more than just books, apparently, um, according to our metrics. But in the beginning, we just kind of did one long podcast a month, so now we're kind of just trying to change it up. So your podcast runs about uh, 45 minutes, typically? Yeah. So originally, we had the longer episodes that we focused on the book that we were reading in the book club that month. So um, whatever we had read and discussed in person, if we had additional notes that we didn't get to in the in-person meeting, additional points that we wanted to make or questions that we had or had had received from our attendees, um, or from you know our followers on on social media platforms, we would address those. So it was kind of like an extension to the in-person meeting and was a little bit longer. Um, and now we're trying to focus more on doing shorter episodes uh, so that it's easier to keep up with. I have found that to be true. We started off at uh, 45 minutes to an hour and have pulled back pretty much to 30 minutes uh, unless there's a lot to be said. Right. I believe the most recent episode, um, episode 19, about uh, Big Me, Little Me was a little bit longer. Like you said, we just had a lot to say, but we do try to keep it to a to about 30 minutes now. Well, that's the wonderful thing about a podcast. It, uh, we're not uh, dealing with uh, sponsors and uh, people cutting us off at certain times. So, uh, you know, we just roll on with it. I noticed that you put in uh, some bonuses between the official episode numbers called RK Field Stories. Uh, What's that all about? 
field stories were kind of my idea. Um, I, I've always wanted to kind of expand the, the, the reach or, you know, the, the subject matter of the podcast to kind of go beyond books and kind of delve into the logistical whys and, and the histories behind some of the things that we kind of overlook in the kink community that are the communities plural that we find ourselves in. The first one uh, was a great one that I did with an, a, a local organizer of a, a pretty popular kink themed event in our local, our locality. And she and I talked about how the different laws um, impact how um, organizers can put together uh, their waiver system and like how they put together like um, membership applications for their for their venues, the logistics behind finding venues and, and what are the liabilities that they have to kind of explain to people who own these like properties, like if they're not a private property, like a bar, for example, or they're like a, a, a nightclub, for example, um, what are the kind of legal uh, ins and outs of putting those events together that we love so much? I know there's got to be a lot to go in into them. And what I found out was really interesting and in how like the laws and different jurisdictions can impact um, how those different events are put together, organizationally speaking. Over the past years, I've talked to um, dungeon proprietors around the country. And uh, in every part of the country, every, every part of the world for that matter, uh, there is different uh, local ordinances uh, regarding uh, uh, fluid transfer and and things like that, it's uh, it's a bit of a minefield out there. Yeah, yeah, and I and I learned a lot. Um, that first uh, episode was really, I think, was really educational for me. And I have people that have uh, talked to me like privately and said, you know, like you kind of went into a lot of things I didn't really think about, and said some things about the laws of the local like jurisdictions I didn't really realize because a lot of people, you know, they, they cross county lines and they don't realize that the, across the county lines, the laws could be completely different as to what you can or can't do in a dungeon. Very true. And so a response to that would be uh, read carefully the uh, rules of the play facility you're going to. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, and don't be afraid to kind of like ask like the people that work in the dungeon, like if you're really curious about it, don't be afraid to kind of ask for more information or ask, you know, why, you know, why things are put in waivers. Because I, I find that the, a lot of the, the people that I talk to, a lot of the DMs that I talk to are very forthcoming with that information and they'll tell you exactly why something is in a waiver. Good information. I noticed that you have some timely events on here. Um, you have a, an RK reacts to the uh, police brutality. Uh, so that's very topical uh, back on June 2nd. Yeah, that actually spun out of a conversation that Messalina and I were having. You know, things had started to escalate and it seemed disingenuous to not say something about it because it was something that we were talking about. And it's something that very much informs Messalina's experience as a person of color. And it very much in should inform what we all do as we're interacting with each other. So yeah, things that are important to us as people are important to us as podcasters and as book club leaders and as people who are just making their way through this community that is incredibly diverse and has folks from all walks of life. It does. And we've had some shows on the Kinky Cast about uh, race in the uh, kinky world. 
And there is a lot of things that we all really need to learn about how to interact with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, and we've, we've kind of touched on those topics in other um, episodes. We, we definitely have read some materials that have had the tinge of uh, race and intersectionality, like the most recent one I can think of would be Love's Not Colorblind by Kevin Patterson, which is, he's a very um, prolific person in the polyamory community. And his book talks exactly about just that, the intersection of polyamory and race. And it's a great book. I have tons of great things to say about it. And, you know, it informs my experience, just as Phoenix was saying, like it informs my experience because obviously I am a black woman trying to navigate these spaces and trying to navigate the world at large, like, you know, a bubble within a bubble, right? And what happens in the larger world definitely informs what happens in kinky spaces as well. We don't just shed our full authentic self when we walk into a dungeon, right? We, we, we carry some of those things with us. And that's as it pertains to prejudices and stereotypes, it's a lot harder to shed those things than people believe. What can the kinky global community do to make people of color more welcome? <laughs> well, for starters, we've already discussed that this is only a 30-minute podcast. Ah, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, not a deep subject to uh, toss that one in, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the, the, the best thing I can, I can say for time would be to uh, keep having conversations and keep listening and not shy away. I know there are a lot of people in the community that tend to shy away from these topics because they feel as though they are not, maybe not relevant or they do not impact their lives. But just because something does not impact your life does not mean it's not impacting a life of a person around you. So I feel like the most important thing is for us to keep talking and keep having these conversations. To move it over to our lives, because it is the big all of us. Right, right. We all have to, we have to exist on this planet um, until further notice. And (laughs) (laughs) yes, until we destroy it. Yes. Or, or we leave. One of the two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really trust Mars, but like, I might go there. Well, you know how those Martians are. Exactly. Other uh, topics that you have gotten into, you dwell a lot on polyamory, I've noticed. Yeah. So this is a really interesting question because uh, we had very different experiences of polyamory during quarantine. <laughs> I somehow came out of quarantine with two additional partners. I am the lone survivor, so to speak. Um, I, my partner and I are separated by a uh, long distance for now. Um, and then my, pri- my, my primary partner, who's my husband, uh, we are separated by a long distance. And then um, I had uh, partners that I broke up with during quarantine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would also argue that it's hard for relationships, even if you're cohabitating with someone and you're seeing them, there's a very different level of intimacy required to not leave your house for six months and only see your partner. You know, at some point, someone's going to choose something really loud, you know? (laughs) So yeah, so we had the idea um, for that podcast 
specifically because we felt that there were lessons that we could take from kink and BDSM and from uh, polyamory and apply them to interacting with people during this pandemic. So the idea of communicating who you've been exposed to, you know, these are things that we talk about, you know, in polyamory and in polyamorous, polyamorous relationships, you know, those are conversations that we're used to having. Oh, well, I was with this person. This is what we did. These are, you know, here was my risk profile for that meeting. Here's what we did. This is how it fits into our risk profile. And not just mine, but ours, right? As a as a polycule, you know, these are the things that happened. And those are conversations that not everyone is is used to having and so doesn't really have a roadmap for. Uh, and those are the types of conversations that are important to have during this pandemic. So we talked a little bit about things like that. And we also talked about how to basically connect with people when you couldn't physically be with them. And what it boils down to essentially is you have to find the things that are intimate for you and your partner, and you have to make space for them. So this is something that we talked about a lot in our earlier episodes. We talked about partners who have children specifically having to schedule their time to be physically intimate or have sex and how you know, that's just like a coping mechanism. It's it's a strategy that you have to use in order to kind of keep things moving. And so um, that's essentially what the message is there, is that you have to make time, you have to set aside those resources to do those things, and then you have to find the thing that is an intimate thing that you and your partner can share virtually or from six feet apart or on short, you know, in a short amount of time and do those things and really go all in on them so that you can have that shared intimate experience with your partner. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know, some of the things that we discussed are like themed virtual dates. You know, if you are both taking a virtual tour through a flower garden in Brooklyn, maybe, wear floral prints and drink rosé that night together and, you know, together virtually on your FaceTime or whatever the case may be. But yeah, like that was, that was actually, uh, I think one of my favorite episodes to record. I felt like I had a lot to add to that. And so, yeah, it was great. I thought it was a great episode. (laughs) And please leave me a comment if you found it helpful. Yes, and and share with your friends. Don't forget to leave us a review and a rating. It helps us and helps people find us. Well, and also I think that the overlap, the Venn diagram of kinky folks and polyamorous folks is not a circle, but it's really close. I mean, the idea that I, I would say they're both still subcultures and they are subcultures that have a lot in common and a lot of the same members. Once again, it's important for us to be authentic and be genuine and to discuss things that we, you know, know about and that we are invested in. Um, But also the way that we approach the world is through the lens of polyamorous people and through kinky people. And that's our, you know, that is our unique niche that we have. Well said. And, uh, you know, we, we have to take advantage of the resources that we have. Yeah, Absolutely. 
And I think that's um, another reason why we have kind of gone in the direction that we've gone with the books that we've chosen to read in the past and with our upcoming book list. I think it's just uh, a matter of the resources that we have and the things that we feel are topical and important to us as humans right now and creating the community that we really want to see. You know, we got into this specifically because we wanted to create, how would you say it, Ms. Lena? Like a, like a, like we wanted to create a culture of learning together, a culture of seeking knowledge and always being, you know, hungry for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know, like, in the beginning, it's funny because the story of how Reading Kinky came to be is really funny because you're talking about two people that did not know each other at the time that had the same idea at the same time. Yeah. And that's kind of how. <laughs> yeah. We had just been introduced at a party, at a play party, a play event at a dungeon. And um, and uh, we we became friends on FetLife. And we both had the idea for a book club. And I think Messalina posted it first. And I was like, well, shut the front door because I just had that same exact thought. We should do it together. That was our meet cute. <laughs> yes. It's a magic moment when things like that come together. Um, the Kinky Cast started a very similar way at a party. Friends talking about, hey, we need to get more education out to people. And... Uh, here we are uh, six and a half years later. That's awesome. What do you have on the horizon? What What is the book list coming up? The book list coming up is so good. I don't I, know if you can hear in my voice how huge I'm smiling. Uh, I can hear it. I am so hype about it. And um, I will say uh, Messalina does most of the legwork of researching things and then, and then basically just gets my buy-in. But I think that the the books that we've selected for this year are are going to be just stunning. Any previews? I can introduce them if or introduce the, I guess the concept without introducing the entire list of books. You can find the list of books on our Instagram uh, at instagram dot com slash reading kinky. But long story short, we, uh, decided to have an entire season or an entire uh, book list that goes from, because typically we have a kind of semester type format where we go from September until May with a break in between for the holiday, obviously. And we decided this year to do a book list of all Black and Indigenous people of color as authors. Very timely. Yeah. And it's something that we touched on a little bit um, in previous years. Uh, you know, specifically, we would choose a, like, you know, they're the months through the year that have themes to them, we would try to choose uh, something that was like, kind of fit the theme. So for local writing month, we would do or local author month, we would do somebody local. Um, and for Black History Month, we would do a black author. But I'm really excited about having an entire lineup of authors of color. I just can't wait for us all to learn together. Well, that sounds great. You used a word that I that piqued my interest here, indigenous people. We don't hear about that much in the kinky world. We sure don't. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I I am constantly on the hunt for different voices uh, in in books and in erotica and kink in particular, and this year is no exception. Um, I'm lucky enough to follow a lot of people who are uh, bookstagrammers who uh, review books from Two-Spirit people, indigenous writers, uh, African writers. And I'm looking forward to kind of exploring that more in the years to come as well, not just for one year. I wanna make this kind of like a regular thing where we have a diverse list. And I think that our lists have been pretty diverse up until this point, but definitely indigenous people are a voice that is missing in the conversation when it pertains to kink and BDSM, at least on the East Coast. The West Coast might be different. You know, my my view is very, you know, provincial, but um, I do want to find more voices. You use the word two-spirit, uh, which a lot of people are not aware of. And when we use the term LGBT, that's a shortening of the, the total uh, number of letters. LGBTQQIP2SAA. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, androgynous, and asexual. Yep. Uh, that's a mouthful, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that that is the uh, embodiment of uh, some of the progressive forces that are out there. Yeah, um, it is quite a mouthful. There are a lot of identities that are kind of under that umbrella term. You know, ideally, we wouldn't have to have an umbrella term. Folks could just, you know, exist in the world as they are. And until we reach that much better and fairer and socially just place, here we are with this umbrella term. But those are specifically some of the voices that we've always wanted to seek out and that we've, we, you know, those are the stories that we want to tell. If you are looking for a book about kink, it is easy to find a book about kink that you can recommend to someone that was written by a white author. It's easy to find a book about polyamory that's written by a white cis het dude. But the fact is that the people in our communities, the people that we want to build community with, aren't reflected in that literature. 100% took the words right out of my mouth. Very true. I'm going to stop right here. And I'm going to fix something I said. LGBTQQIP2SAA. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, androgynous, and asexual. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, like we've kind of, uh, like we kind of hit the, like the making of, uh, and, and how we kind of came together and made Reading Kinky and how we started the podcast. The, the first name of the podcast was actually not Reading Kinky. The first name of the podcast was actually Happy Thinking More Please. And then we decided to merge the Reading Kinky event together with the podcast because the podcast was kind of serving as a, as a kind of recap for people who couldn't make the actual book club, physical book club meeting. Right. And then as we kind of were moving away from doing physical in-person meetings before all of this happened this year, we decided to rename and rebrand the podcast into Reading Kinky. And that's kind of like what we're moving forward with. Having everything under one brand umbrella makes it easy to 
engage in other things as well. So, um, for example, we did a live show that was a reading kinky production. We had a live audience. We played audience games and uh, discussed, basically recorded the podcast in front of a live audience. So that was, you know, an opportunity that we had as a reading kinky production. And we have other things coming up as well. I don't know if Messalina wants to spill the magic on any of those yet. Uh, I sure can. I mean, I, I was kind of waiting until the wrap up, but I can go ahead and start getting into it. Get into it. For starters, uh, we are starting to uh, explore blogging with other brands and a brand that has approached us uh, is a adult online boutique called Flixie, uh, Flixie.co. And we are going to start partnering with them and branding and branding blogging with them in the not so distant future. You know, we're, we're still, a lot of the stuff we're doing with them is still in the works, but we are confident that we'll have some content out there for people. Some of it'll be kind of like book centric. Some of it won't be, it'll be kind of like a mix. So definitely stay tuned for that. Cool. Good, good information. And then there is reading kinky field stories, which uh, will continue. Um, the last one I did was with, I believe, Gutsy, who is a uh, woman, woman of color. Uh, she's, she's in Mexico. She's a Mexican person. She lives in Mexico. She is a um, erotic comic artist. She makes the comic called 100%. And she also writes, she also writes and um, creates her own stories for filthyfigments.com, which is an online uh, store for digital erotic comics. Fantastic place. That, you know, that was a really great story. I thought that that was awesome. And then I have two more stories coming in the next couple of months before the new year. I don't really want to talk about what they're about because it's it's probably at least one of them is one of them is one of my best interviews I've ever done. And the other one is probably the most high profile interview I've done ever for the show. So I don't want to kind of spill my secrets yet, but both of those people are booked and confirmed. So I'm really excited. Well, listeners, you're going to have to tune into their cast to find out what's going on. Absolutely. And then in addition, you can always find Messalina's amazing erotica online. Yes. Um, I, I also am a contributor for Read Aurora, Aurora magazine, readaurora.com. And I work with them. There's, I have one story up called The Game. They're a great a New York-based online magazine that features different voices and diverse voices and erotica and written erotica. So, you know, you can always find me there. Also, I am also a erotic audio script writer. So I write, uh, right now, I write for a, probably a person that your listeners may know, uh, Cardlin, Cardlin Audio. Uh, he's based in California. Um, he's been doing his thing for a very long time. He writes uh, comfort audios for YouTube and for uh, other other audio websites. And he also performs, I should say, erotic audio for uh, his Patreon, which you can find patreon.com slash Carlin Audio. I'm working with him as we speak on another collaboration. So you can find my writing there as well. So many good things. We will have a list of links to you and your projects uh, on our show page. So any of our listeners that want to uh, tune in and have some fun with you guys is welcome to go there and check out all your possibilities. We would love that. Phoenix, Messalina, I want to thank you for coming on the Kinky Cast tonight and sharing all your uh, great projects with us and our listeners. This is really cool stuff you've got going on. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Of course, Messalina and I uh, love working together and make a pretty team. So it's always fun to team up on something that we don't have to edit. Yes. Yes. Isn't that fun? <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon when uh, you have more really interesting things coming together. Thank you thank so you. much for having us. You have been listening to episode 348 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max.